0: Now, America's number one show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day, another great week, in fact, in this greatest nation on God's green earth. And what a great week to follow the Easter holiday, the Passover holiday. We're actually right in the middle of the eight days of Passover with. Uh, more to go until uh, actually the, uh, the end of Thursday night is when the full eight-day holiday is over. But with all of that, I was planning to open the show today with good news. Uh, good news that involves answered prayers. Yes, in a very dramatic uh, environmental catastrophe that seems to be turning around. And then good news about our politics, maybe people being able to come together and for both sides, the Republicans and Democrats to understand that (laughs) it would be a good thing to turn away from Biden, to be a good thing to turn away from Trump and maybe to have uh, some different faces as part of our political life. We will get to that conversation but we'll also get to, uh, aside from the, the good news in politics, in the environment, on, on a whole range of trends, lots of good news, except not this morning. Because another day, another week, and more shootings. Uh, you've probably heard something about the Louisville shooting uh, already. With uh, five reported dead, uh, nine taken to the hospital. Police officers arrived within three minutes at a bank in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Two cops were among the wounded. One is in critical condition now. The shooter is dead. It turns out that all we know about him is he was some kind of disgruntled employee with a past with a bank. They are not sure what the weapon was that he used, but a number of eyewitnesses have identified it as an assault style long rifle. Uh, This was a a deputy police chief uh, speaking about the deceased earlier this morning at a press conference. Listen.
1: This information is preliminary and it will be updated shortly. We ask that the public remain away from the scene. It will be an ongoing scene that will take a long time to investigate, but there is no active danger known to the public at this time. Uh, If anyone has any information related to this incident, we ask that you call 574-LMPD. We will have another update press conference at 1130 where we will be able to answer more questions and put out more information. As of now, that is all the information that we are able to provide. We have confirmed at least five deceased at this time. We have transported at least six to University of Louisville Hospital.
0: Okay, and there are a total of nine, actually, who went to Louisville Hospital, including that officer who's in critical condition. And and this, by the way, was not the only shooting this morning. Uh, An Oregon State police trooper was involved in a shooting at 8.42 a.m. this morning in Salem, Oregon. I mean... That's the uh, state capital, of course, of, uh, of the state to our immediate south. And uh, a person died, and Interstate 5 was closed. Interstate 5 is, of course, the, uh, the roadway, the superhighway that runs uh, all the way from the Mexican border to the Canadian border. Uh, We are about to get a press conference about the shooting in Louisville. Let's go directly to it live. Uh, Listen.
2: Officers, we then return fire and stop that threat. The suspect is deceased. This is the only time that I will mention the suspect name in this case. The suspect has been identified as Connor Sturgeon, white male, 23 years of age. Who was employed at O National Bank? His weapon of choice was a rifle. We have five total deceased, which includes him, but I want to acknowledge with heartfelt condolences, prayers to the family of those who lost their life today. Tommy Elliott, 63 years of age, Jim Tutt. 64 years of age. Josh Barrett, 40 years of age. And Juliana Farmer, 57. We have a total of nine victims who were treated and are being treated at a university the Louisville Hospital, three which are in critical condition, including our officer, three who are listed in non-critical condition and three who have been treated and released. The two officers who struck in exchange of gunfire, one of the officers, he was grazed to the left side, and the other officer suffered minor injuries to the elbow. I just want to let everyone know that the officer who is in critical condition today, Officer Nicholas Wilt, 26 years of age, just graduated from the police academy on march 31st i just swore him in and his family was there to witness his journey to become a police officer he was struck in the head engaged in this incident nick has come out of brain surgery and is in critical but stable condition as we speak i've been down there with the family and given my love and support. Been with all the families today to show our love and support for them. And if anything else that they need from LNPD, we will provide that. The next few days are important and very critical for Nicholas's recovery. This will be a long complex investigation involving local state and our federal partners. I'll be remiss if I did not acknowledge our federal partners who have just been just Outstanding, our local partners, ATF, FBI, I thank you. Our local partners, University of Louisville Police, EMS, Emergency Management Services, thank you. Thank you for everything. And for my LMPD officers who took it upon themselves and not wait to assess everything, but just went in to stop the threat so that more lives would not be lost thank you thank you for showing up even when sometimes you are just felt like you're not appreciated but i asked my officers when i addressed them today if we don't do it who will and so they're very committed committed and their resiliency show today and their professionalism show today i want to thank the governor i want to thank the mayor who has been with us every step of the way through this trying and critical time. But I want to encourage the public. If you have any additional information, please call 574 LMPD and assist us. This should not continue to happen. Evil should not try to prevail and take over our city and we let it happen. So I'm encouraging everybody that we united and that we continue to do the good work and LMPD will continue to keep this community and this city safe.
0: You were just listening to uh, Chief of uh, the Louisville Metro Police Department, Interim Chief Jacqueline Gwynne Villarreal, who uh, began her law enforcement career with the Atlantic Police Department back in 1997, where she served until 2021 when she was appointed as Deputy Chief to the Louisville Metro Police Department. Uh, She is uh, one of those uh, distinguished black women uh, who has been played such a prominent role in in, uh, police services. We had our our own black female police chief here in in Seattle, uh, Carmen Vest, who who served with some distinction during very, very trying times and very terrible political leadership. Uh, More details about the suspect. His name is Connor Sturgeon. He attended the University of Alabama Uh, up until December 2020, where he received a master's of science in finance. He was 25 years old and reportedly a former employee at the bank where the shooting, shooting took place. More as soon as we come back. Sometimes you feel like you're monitoring a surreal nightmare. The the shooting in Louisville at the bank uh, involving somebody with uh, advanced education. Yeah, uh, all kinds of uh, impressive credentials. Connor Sturgeon, who allegedly is 25 years old, uh, there are some reports that he had a history of mental illness, but he was able to grat- he was able to graduate from University of Alabama with a Master of Science degrees, a master's degree, an advanced degree in finance, and had a position at the bank. Here's the governor of the state of uh, Kentucky, Andy Bashir, who had said earlier that one of his close friends was one of the victims, Listen.
1: And I know so many people out there are as well. We lost four children of God today. One of whom was one of my closest friends. Tommy Elliott helped me build my law career. helped me become governor. Gave me advice on being a good dad. It's one of the people I talked to most in the world and very rarely were we talking about my job. He was an incredible friend. We also lost Juliana Farmer, Jim Tutt, Josh Barrick, each amazing people whose families grieve them, whose community will mourn and will miss them. These are irreplaceable, amazing individuals that a terrible act of violence tore from all of us. We also pray for our LMPD officer and two others that right now, while perhaps stable, are still fighting for their lives with a need for our care and, yes, for our prayers. Because I believe, I believe, And I believe that prayers lift all of us up, and those families would appreciate them. And while I hurt today, and while I will grieve when I'm able, I'm also grateful. I'm grateful for an incredibly quick response from LMPD, the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, Louisville Fire and Rescue, Louisville Metro EMS, getting to this scene in three minutes. I'm convinced saved other people's lives, and I know saved Two other of my friends. One, I received incorrect information this morning, I thought was gone, and I'd started to mourn. And now I know he's okay. And one, I got to see in the ER that while it's going to take him a while to heal, it was so good to see my friend, see him there with his wife, and know he is still with us. I want to thank. KSP, ATF, FBI, every single law enforcement agency that is going to bring their entire weight and their entire resources to bear so that we know exactly what happened in this situation. And you know, there are more first responders than the ones we've listed because the team at U L Hospital are first responders too. The first battle was stopping that gunman. The second is doing everything we can to keep those that have been wounded alive. And I want to say to this good doctor behind me, and we have worked together through pandemics and now this, that I'm really proud of what his team is doing. I was in a room where one of those families that are rightfully worried got an update. And it was one that was specific, but also provided with compassion. These doctors and nurses are fighting for the lives of our friends, of our family, and we are deeply grateful to them. I think what we need most right now, in a word, is love. I mean, just love. Love for these families. They're going to need it, I can tell you. I've talked to them. I'm very close with one of them. They are going to need that love. And we need love for each other. It seems like we argue so much in this country, so much anger. I still believe that love and compassion and humanity can lead us to a better place. Now, this is hard, it's really hard the day after Easter. Now, Easter is about a, a rebirth, a better world, one where we're all supposed to work together to get there. One that's supposed to teach us love from a savior that came. Now, the world fell in love with him, not because of his power, but for his compassion. And I believe what we can do, whether it's any faith or just your values, is ensure that today, More than anything, is about these families. It's about those families that are afraid they're going to lose their loved one. About those that have been through the worst and, while may have survived, are going to bear the scars inside and outside today. It's got to be about them and the heroic actions of everybody who responded. And yes, I know, in the days to come, we'll talk about issues. But I think the thing that people get wrong after the most difficult of times and days and As governor, I've had to see a lot of them. Is that today ought to be focused on my friend and on everybody else's friends and loved ones that are no longer with us. My faith teaches me that while the body is mortal, the soul is eternal. And so I know that I will see Tommy again. And I know that all of these families and friends in this community, we will be reunited in a better place without violence without the senselessness and hurt that we feel today. We will get through this, we'll get through this together, it's the only way, and we'll march forward. And my hope is that in honor of those that have fallen today or that may still fall, we can be better and we can do better. We can care about and love each other just a little bit more. Today, to honor those that have fallen and as so many families grieve, I'm ordering our flags statewide, fly it, half-staff, until Friday, um, Friday evening, to make sure that we are paying tribute in every single part of this Commonwealth to those that we have lost. We are one
0: Commonwealth. This is United- uh, Governor Andy Bashir, who, uh, by the way, he and his wife are both uh, deacons in the Christ denomination. Uh he uh very fervent in his religiosity. It's a big part of who he is. He also happens to be a Democrat in a very Republican state, uh who has been able to to maintain uh his his leadership and no one would call him a um a socialist or or a progressive, uh, he's a moderate Democrat, and he, he spoke. He spoke well, as did the the mayor of Louisville, and uh, uh, whose name is Craig Greenberg. He uh, he spoke earlier, and I think it's worth listening to a moment of that. Th- there was another shooting, as I was just describing to you, literally. Uh, blocks away from the bank had no connection to the bank but more shots uh, exchanged literally within two hours and then in Salem, Oregon a person died and Interstate 5 was closed because of a police uh, shooting uh, involving uh, an Oregon State Police Trooper and uh, an individual. The Closure is expected to continue for several more hours, police said Monday morning. That's today. What's going on? We'll try to get a handle on it coming up on The Medved Show. The Michael Medved Show. On the Michael Medved Show, uh, Kentucky, uh, right next to Tennessee, and uh, the most recent mass shooting that has gotten a great deal of attention, of course, the shooting at the Christian School, Covenant School, Covenant uh, School associated with Covenant Presbyterian Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and now in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, We don't know much about the shooter. We we do know that he was a former employee of the bank that he shot up. The uh, mayor, a uh, new mayor of uh, Louisville, uh, Craig Greenberg, he was sworn in just on January 2nd of this year. He's a proud Louis uh, His biography says a husband, father, entrepreneur, and community leader. Uh, and um, Mayor Greenberg had this to say earlier this morning and a fairly clear and and a necessary statement under these circumstances uh listen this was an evil
1: act of targeted violence and to add to that tragedy a few blocks away shortly after this happened another man lost his life and a woman was shot in a completely different act of targeted violence the two incidents appear to be entirely unrelated but they both took lives they both leave people scarred grieving and angry
0: i share all of those feelings myself right now and uh look i, I we all do but also those feelings of gratitude and love one of the officers who is struggling for his life right now was shot in the head by the shooter. A tweet that was sent out by the uh, Louisville Metropolitan Police Department. Uh, There's no longer an active aggressive aggressor threat. The suspected shooter has been neutralized. And there are videos of the shooting that have now been posted online and they show officers of the scene. They were there in three minutes. It's right downtown. But They were there in three minutes, which is remarkable, and then rushed into danger. And uh, officers were later spotted outside Sturgeon's uh, home. He's the shooter, and now deceased, in the Camp Taylor neighborhood. They have not announced or determined yet whether he was felled by police gunfire or whether he took his own life. Uh, There was yellow crime scene tape all around his residence, and the officers appeared to be conducting an investigation, obviously. Uh, Witnesses said uh, the alleged shooter was carrying a long assault rifle when he fired multiple shots near the conference room of the bank. He just started firing. An unnamed employee told the press, I didn't see his face, we were in the conference room, whoever was next to me got shot, their blood's on me. He added, uh, just hours, just hours after the mass shooting at the bank in Louisville, uh, the scene of a second shooting at a nearby college that left one person dead and one injured. On Monday around 11 a.m., officers from the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department were dispatched to Jefferson Community and Technical College in Louisville for reports about a shooting outside of the school. Uh, One male was fatally shot and one was wounded and rushed to the hospital, a spokesman for the LMPD said at a press conference before noon. Uh, Oh, and then there's Chicago, which has just um, actually elected a new mayor who is one of those people who has not been supportive of more policing, which obviously Chicago so desperately needs. What is so amazing is they had a close election in the Windy city. and uh, uh, Vallis, who was a moderate Democrat, uh, came close to winning on a law and order platform. But it was actually a uh, uh, the Brandon uh, Johnson uh, who was won the election uh, based upon his support largely from the teachers union and and basically, continuing to push for a less aggressive policing. I, oh, by the way, Chicago shootings this weekend. Uh, brand new leadership coming in, but uh, 20 shot over the weekend. Three of them fatally in gun violence across the city. A teen girl was killed in a shooting early Sunday morning on Chicago's south side. The shooting happened in the Washington Heights neighborhood's 10600 block of South Sangamon Street at around 1251 a.m. right after midnight. Officers responded to the call of a person shot and found a 15-year-old girl sitting in a vehicle's back seat with a gunshot wound to the back of her head. Now, now all of this relates to we're mentioning that, uh, uh, of course, Kentucky and Tennessee are closely associated. They are neighboring states. Uh, Tennessee was one of those states that went with the Confederacy and uh, Kentucky was one of those four slave states that stayed with the Union but one of the things that's fascinating is all of this comes right in the midst of this really terrible controversy regarding Uh, protest at the Tennessee State Legislature where uh, two black Democrats were actually expelled from the Tennessee House last week and uh, one of those legislators who was expelled last week is due to get his House seat back today which is why I'm just looking at the the Associated Press material about this entire incident. And they say the expulsions on Thursday, that's last Thursday, right before Good Friday, the expulsions on Thursday made Tennessee a new front in the battle for the future of American democracy. Are you kidding me? Again, isn't that overstating it? Uh, Do I think it was a smart thing for the Republicans who control the Tennessee legislature to expel these two black Democrats at the same time there was another participant in the demonstrations who did not speak over the bullhorn over the megaphone as the others did but she was a white woman she did not get expelled she was another Democrat who stood together the uh, uh, Justin Jones who is from Nashville which is where the state capital is he um, could return to the legislature immediately when the Nashville Metro Council votes today to fill the now vacant position on an interim basis. Jones and another black lawmaker were expelled by the Republican supermajority for their role in a gun control protest on the House floor in the uh, aftermath of a deadly shooting in Nashville. Here's what it sounded like uh, through the uh, megaphone. W- we will get to that and and get to the uh, the real the problem here in terms of confronting this crisis and yes it's a crisis when it becomes so common that there's so many mass shootings and uh, were there any red flag laws given the fact that apparently the shooter today uh, uh, Mr. Sturgeon had uh, a history of mental illness there are no red flag laws in Kentucky maybe there should be uh, we will get back to that and, and more. And a perceptive piece from a, an owner of uh, many firearms and a veteran hunter and somebody who loves hunting with his family and did with his father and with his children, but is concerned about some of the culture that specifically surrounded uh, the AR-15 or similar a rifle styles. Uh, we will get to that and to more on the Medved Show. 1 800 955 1776 is our phone number. The Michael Medved Show. medved show. It, it just seems to me it is astonishing that one of the the hottest issues, one of the issues on which there appears to be no real ability to come together to make some common commitments, some common directions, has to do with uh, particularly what what are called assault weapons, and I know people argue about what the proper definition is. but uh, And people also bring up, and they're absolutely right, we've said so on this show many, many times, uh, the, the truth is that most of the killings, like the killings, the 20 shootings that occurred in Chicago this weekend, yeah, that's right, 20, three fatalities, uh, most of that is not with assault weapons, it's uh, with uh, revolvers, it's with pistols, it's with handguns and they are more lethal in terms of their more common usage. However, when it comes to mass shootings and claiming uh, a series of uh, killings and senseless killings just aimed at people you don't know, which is a particularly frightening thing, the situation that they had in, uh, in Nashville at the Covenant School is that particularly terrifying is three children uh two eight years old one uh just turned nine Uh, i mean when you look at those dead kids it's an appalling situation and some of that does involve some of uh the the uh assault style weapons ar-15 style rifles and uh putting limitations on their access. Now, they just voted in one house of the Washington State Legislature for Washington State to become the ninth state, where there would be a pretty sweeping ban on AR-15-style weapons. It, It needs to be voted on again in the state house. It was passed in the state Senate. It will probably be signed by Governor Inslee before the end of the week. But uh, this was a a very, very heated matter when it was raised in the Tennessee legislature after the killing in Nashville. And uh, Justin Pearson was one of the uh, protesting members of the legislature who spoke through a megaphone. Uh, Some people describe it as a bullhorn. In any event, it sounded like this. Okay, he's saying enough is enough. That was uh, Representative Justin Pearson. There's another representative, also a Democrat, Justin Jones. Justin Jones is from Nashville. Uh, Justin Pearson is from uh, uh, from Memphis, and uh, Justin Jones today is expected. It, it's the Nashville's Metro Council is returning into the legislature immediately when it uh, takes votes to fill the vacant position on an interim basis, then they'll have to schedule a special election. Uh, but everyone is expecting that uh, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, whose voice you just heard, is also likely, he's from Memphis, to be returned to uh, the legislature on an interim basis Wednesday. Yeah, this Wednesday, coming up. And then he will also run in the special election. So what is the point of expelling them? Uh, The point people made, uh, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, for instance, uh, said that uh, it was important to discourage other people from disrupting legislative sessions. A, um, as protesters filled galleries, the lawmakers approached the front of the House chamber with a bullhorn and participated in a chant, Enough is enough! The scene unfolded days after the shooting at the Covenant School, a private Christian school, where six people were killed. GOP leaders said the expulsions, a mechanism used only a handful of times since the Civil War, had nothing to do with race and instead were necessary to avoid setting a precedent that lawmakers' disruptions of House proceedings through protest would be tolerated. Uh, This is what uh, Justin Peterson said after he was expelled by a, a close vote of the House by the Republican majority in that House. Listen.
2: They're treating things like this as normal. We can never normalize the ending of democracy. We can never normalize the the tyranny of the way that these people in positions of power are operating due to white supremacy and due to the maintenance of patriarchy. That's what we're up against. But we are going to fight it because we believe that there is a future that we can live into that is better than the present that we currently have.
0: Okay, uh, the idea that this is democracy at stake, would it have been a a better idea if... um, they had voted a resolution of censure, which doesn't mean you lose your seat, which doesn't mean you have to be reelected and sent back. Uh, it It seems to me that uh, however one feels about the uh, gun legislation that they were attempting to uh, uh, to put through, uh, obviously, You can't bring a bullhorn into the floor of the legislature and just grab the attention uh, with people chanting in the galleries. And uh, to have the majority actually come together and uh, register disapproval, wouldn't that have been uh, less calamitous than, than this situation? And then the uh, Associated Press line that I uh, I mentioned before, where they said, um, uh, and it's, this is the order in which the line appeared, the other expelled representative, Justin Pearson, whose voice you just heard there on the tape, could be reappointed Wednesday at a meeting of the Shelby County Commission in his district, that's over in Memphis. The expulsions on Thursday made Tennessee a new front in the battle for the future of American democracy and propelled the ousted lawmakers into the national spotlight. Uh, American democracy is at risk here. Uh, This is uh, again, it is extraordinary. And in the midst of all of the upset and the negativity and the tragedy it's it's worth taking a look and and we will at a um, a very important study that was done recently by academics at uh, the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia and the University of Virginia in Charlottesville and it was done for a uh, the clinical psychological the Journal of clinical psychological science and basically asking people about whether they were optimistic or pessimistic about the direction of the country now somebody you don't need to ask because he's pretty out, outspoken about it it was President Trump who uh, sent out an Easter message which is unlike any Easter message or Easter greeting uh, that I've ever seen from a previous president It's remarkable. Uh, President Trump said on Easter Sunday, Happy Easter to all, including those that dream endlessly of destroying our country because they are incapable of dreaming about anything else. Those that are so incompetent they don't realize that having a border and a powerful wall is a good thing. And having voter ID, all paper ballots, and same-day voting will quickly end massive voter fraud. And to all of those weak and pathetic rhinos, radical left Democrats, socialists, Marxists, and communists who are killing our nation, remember we will be back World War Three. He forgot to conclude again with happy Easter. But uh, if, given what we just heard in terms of the reaction from Republicans and Democrats to Louisville and to some of the hardships there, Uh, maybe a a better, more, more gracious, more cooperative spirit is appropriate all through. There's also a a new study here about uh, whether, according to polling, there is any chance for getting a choice that isn't Biden, that isn't Trump that is somebody who isn't either of those two worthy and experienced gentlemen. Uh, we will get to that. We will also be talking to uh, to a, a, an expert on the real elitism and its dangers for our country, and more coming up in This Greatest Nation on God's